The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So, to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. You deserve to treat yourself. So, turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Oh, Thursday's show. So sad to be closing out the week. We take off three days. We'll be back again on Monday, but we have a whole show ahead of us. What am I getting sad about? Hey guys, it's Nikki Glazer. Welcome to the Nikki Glazer podcast. So much to get into today. A couple quick things at the top of the show I want to just uh, announce. Um, it hasn't been announced right now as of this recording, but you know we do these podcasts and they go out as soon as we can get them up daily, um, which I love about our podcast because yesterday Bob Saget was texting me afterwards like, so when will this be up? And I'm like, today, Bob, today. Everything's so, I love how, how uh, you know, you get us, it's, it's as close to as live as we can give you. And uh, that's, that's what, I, what, what I like about it. And we really don't ever take anything out. I got to be honest with you. I like anytime I say something and I go, I'm going to take that out later. I, I forget. And it just stays in. Um, and then all my friendships and, uh, you know, 
close personal relationships in my family. Uh, if they hear the podcast that uh, I didn't go back and edit, uh, we're in trouble. Luckily, those people don't listen. Um, but you're listening right now. And what I want to tell you is today, the thing that I have been teasing forever and the thing that I was filming when, you know, this whole podcast started down in the Cayman Islands, I can finally announce because it is being announced in a couple hours. But by the time this baby pops out, uh, it will already be out in the world and I can talk about it finally. The show that I taped in the Cayman Islands, drum roll please, is called F-Boy Island. That's right, folks. F-Boy Island coming to HBO. Um... HBO Max. Let me tell you a little bit about it because I might tell you more things than you should know in the press release. So what it is, is three women move to a tropical island where they're joined by 24 men, 12 self-proclaimed nice guys looking for love and 12 self-proclaimed F-boys there to compete for cold, hard cash. The women will navigate the dating pool together with the hope of finding a lasting love connection. And by the finale, all will be revealed. Who is a nice guy? Who is an F-boy? And who do the women ultimately choose? F-Boy Island is a social experiment that asks the age-old question, can F-boys truly reform or do nice guys always finish last? Are you in? I'm in. I like even reading that. I'm like, you guys, you don't even understand. I heard the name. This name of this show was floated in an email to me six months before I got the call to do it. Um, I, I My agent sent me an email of like, Hey, we know you're looking to get into the reality show space and um, and host something. Here's one that we just have the name of. And it said, Fuckboy Island. At the time, I think it was Fuckboy Island. Obviously, that was like a working title because no one's going to let that air. Um, even though they, we, we, I don't, I don't even think they tried because let's be honest, F Boy Island was even hard to get past. Like the whole time we were filming the show, this is just for you guys to know. Please don't tell anyone. We didn't know that it was going to be called F Boy Island because to to run that by legal to run that, to make sure HBO is cool with having that be a show and F Boy sounds so stupid. I know you like when I first heard it, I was like, if it's not Fuck Boy, what are we doing? Like, let's just call it Fuck Boy. Or have bleep boy, you know, like F boy, I have to say F boy. And I'll tell you the first time I said it, I'm like, welcome to F boy Island. You, there are 24 F boys, 12 of you are nice guys and 12 of you are self-proclaimed F boys. I felt ridiculous by the fourth F boy, not ridiculous anymore. And my whole world was about F boys and calling them F boys. I still call boys F boys. Um, so the, the fear I had of people being like F boy, what does that even mean? Don't worry, you'll get used to it and it'll feel real nice. It's it's kind of like COVID. If you haven't noticed, if you're in an area of the States or the world where things have opened up, you realize by... Uh, Andrew made the hilarious joke that I did on Conan about being down in the Cayman Islands when I was talking about how there's no COVID down there and it was prior to the US opening up. And I told Conan, if you're wondering when the US opens up, like how quickly you'll adjust to like and forget that COVID was even a thing. We went to the grocery store for our first outing and we forgot by aisle five. Like that's how quickly you get used to saying F boy is as quickly as you get used to not like being like, like I, for my birthday party the other night, karaoke, we like, it was just like a normal night. Like no, there was no one wearing a mat. It, it wasn't on our minds, maybe because we were being ignorant or, and stupid, but um, we're not two weeks out yet. So we, no one is, we don't know if anyone's died. Um, probably someone's uh, eardrums are pierced by uh, my rendition of what did I sing that was too high for me uh, shake it off shake it off 
Shake it off. I can't really hit that. I stay up too late. Anyway, F-boy, you'll get used to it. And oh, and I wanted to say about the party. We all left and we go, oh my God, we forgot that COVID was even a thing. We didn't even realize that that was actually special because it just felt so normal, if that makes any sense. And I just want to give a shout out to uh, everyone who made the show with me. Can I just tell you who made the show, Noah? Because, okay, first of all, so I see F-Boy Island on this like list of shows. There were a lot of shows on this thing that my agent sent me. Let's say back in like, this was probably... At August, September. And I see F Boy, Fuckboy Island, and I was like, oh my God. In a, I know that I won't get that because it's just too cool. It's HBO. They've never done a reality show. It's just too cool of a concept. They're not, they won't pick me. I just, ne- things never work out. You know, like I'm not trying to be a fatalist and act like, woe is me. But, you know, I, when you shoot for the, the moon, you land amongst the stars. You know, like I'm always glad when I don't get the moon, but this time I got the fucking moon. So what happened was I looked at that and I was like, oh my God, if I got that, that would be amazing. But at this point, it was just an email with like, here's some things we're pitching you for that might come up in the future. Then I get a call from Elon Gale, who is a uh, EP of The Bachelor for a long ass time. And I met him through that because he's he's actually like has a quite a huge presence on Twitter and Instagram. Elon Gale is a mastermind behind everything you like that happens on Bachelor and Bachelorette. Just letting you know that Sam Dean, who uh, was one of the, I believe, show uh, showrunners or creators of Love is Fucking Blind. Love is Blind, people. So love. All I heard was Love is Blind. Bachelor people. And then the other. Can I just give shout outs to the other people that had made this show possible? Ben Butoni and uh, Bill Dixon and then like so many others when I win awards for the show which I really do think that I should be submitted for uh, a hosting Emmy for this because some of the, eventually I got my feet wet on this I really found out who I was as a host very quickly I think I nailed it I'm really proud of this show this podcast and this show are like my two like they're my children that I want to like they're like my um Beyonce's and then Solange is like the other shows in the past no I'm very proud of Solange's too but they but these are like showstoppers um these shows I am uh and I only saying the Solange and Beyonce thing because I always say that my sister was a Beyonce and I was a Solange and I'm so glad that she didn't want to be a performer because if she would have wanted to be a Beyonce, I would probably be dead right now because she could have done it. And if she eclipsed me in like attention and fame, I, I, I don't know that I would handle it very well. But luckily, she's a good person who wanted to be a teacher and a mother. And she's great at those. But stay in your lane, Lauren. Stay in your fucking lane. Don't you ever, ever take singing lessons because you have a beautiful voice and it would make me feel very intimidated. And I'm trying to become a pop star right now. And that's my lane now. Um. Okay, I'm so excited about the show, if you can't tell. Um, it's getting announced today. I've been have, having to be so mum about it. Oh, so let me just finish the story. So then I get a call from Elon Gale, who is a friend of mine. We He's brought me on to the... I was on um, Caitlin Bristow's season of The Bachelorette. I got brought on with Amy Sh- Amy Schumer was doing one of her... Um, group dates like they did stand up and so Amy worked it out as the generous person she is to always bring her girlfriends who need the exposure um she worked it out so that she was like can I bring my girlfriends so me and Rachel and uh Feinstein and uh Bridget Everett all got to be on The Bachelor I I met Bachelor people through that that was my first time on reality tv I met Caitlin Bristow which by the way I'm on Caitlin Bristow's podcast off the vine today 
Um, it's an amazing episode in which we laugh so much. It's so funny. And we talk about the latest episode of The Bachelorette, which aired on Monday. And I would really like you guys to jump on in and get involved in that show because I'm going to be talking about it a lot. Not a ton, but a lot. Um, he, he calls, he texts me and goes, hey, I have something to talk to you about. This is in January. I just moved in my apartment here. We're trying to figure out what the podcast is, when that's going to launch everything. I'm kind of like twiddling my thumbs. Elon writes me, which he does sometimes because he always throws me a bone and is like, hey, like, why don't you come on a Bachelor After the Rose ceremony, this, this show they did. He's put me on a bunch of stuff, always trying to find ways to get me to work because he's a fan of mine as I am him. He put me in his book. He has a book called um, You're Not So Great, You're Not That Great or something like that. And it's about like, just stories of failure. And I wrote a thing for his book and he put me in his book. It's so fun. I, about my abusive uh, therapist. Uh, shout out to Donna. Uh, hope you're well. Uh, you taught me a lot. And also you, uh, I could have bought a house with all the cash that I used to give you under the table for uh, therapy that I don't even know you were qualified to give. Still uh, not, I, you should be investigated. Um, anyway, so he calls me. I think it's just going to be like talking about some someone like just gossiping or something. And he's like, hey, there's the show. I'm doing the show called F Boy Island, and I fuck Boy Island. And I go, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember reading about this five months ago in an email. I go, that's you, and he's like, that's me. I'm actually doing a good impression of him, and I go, okay. And he goes, he goes, and I want, I want you on it, and I go, really? Uh, he explains the show to me, by the way, first, and then he goes, I want you on it, and I go, oh my god, Noah, I am not joking you. I have been wanting to be the fucking bachelorette for so long. I'm still wanting to be a bachelorette. Just because I'm the host of the show does not mean that I still do. I'm not looking for love and looking to find it on TV. Everyone listening out there, any producers, make a show for me where I find love. I'll be really good at it. I'll get fingered in a hot tub. I'll be more prudish than you think, but then I'll also do like whorish things. It'll be so fun. Someone, God damn it, write a show. I pitched a show. I don't have time to make a show. I could sell one about this. But someone just plugged me into one. That being said, it quickly became apparent to me that he, it was embarrassing, Noah, because I literally go, really? Like I responded like, finally, someone wants to put me in as the girl looking for love. And then he didn't even know, but I, so I, he didn't know that I thought he meant that he was saying the contestants. And he goes, I just think you'd be a great host for this. And I was like, yeah, uh, it's, um, uh-huh. And I, I literally thought it was so embarrassing. I put it in the press release, though, so now he knows. I legit thought, my quote is, when I first got the call to be a part of a reality dating show called F-Boy Island, I said yes immediately, which is true. Then I realized they weren't asking me to be one of the girls looking for love. This is not a joke. It was embarrassing. But as a massive fan of the genre, hosting this show is a true dream. I look forward to hosting for the next 43 seasons. I knew going into it that a show created and produced by the people behind my two favorite shows, The Bachelor and Love is Blind, was going to be insanely good. But this one exceeded my expectations. I can't wait to watch it every week. I mean every goddamn word of that, you guys. I already know what happens, but I don't know how it's going to be edited. It's so funny. You know, Bachelor in Paradise announced that David Spade is going down and hosting. They're switching it up with like, and then they have Caitlin Bristow and Tasha um, Adams filling in for Chris Harrison as the co-host of The Bachelor at the season. And they're leaning into comedy a bit more, making it a little bit light. 
this was our our show is that so much like we are we are being so funny in this it's so funny but it's also so real i was i was every version of myself that you hear on this show because i was doing this show while i was doing that show so if you love me on this show you gotta tune in just for me as a a fan i would really appreciate it as my besties for you to tune in but i know that you're gonna be hooked it's so wild it's really funny and dare i say I got a little wrapped up in it and I truly, I didn't know what was happening. Like I got wrapped up in the show and felt lied to by some of the guys, you know, like I, as a host, I purposefully didn't want to know stuff that was happening in the background. I didn't, first of all, I, I made a promise never to lie to any of the contestants I told that early on because I don't know what working in reality TV is like, but I told all the producers, like, I don't lie. And they were like, what? Like, I thought the, the, the Zoom was muted. Like, I was like, you guys have to unmute. And they're like, no, we're just silent and scared of why we hired you. No, it, I never had to lie, which is great. I, but I stayed in the dark about a lot of things because I wanted to process it. And it was all genuine. And I just think it's a really special show that is doing something different with the genre it's called f boy freaking island and the honest reason for why i accepted this and would have accepted it under any circumstances is because my imdb forever when i am dead will say f boy island and that is hilarious just when you so as a lesson for you when something comes up in your life where you go that sounds ridiculous i don't want to be associated with something so silly and that's not me that's not what i do when you look through your wardrobe and you go, I'm going to a baseball game tonight. This is me last night. And I, I want to wear something cute, but I also like want to feel comfortable. And you, you have no options. And the only option you have is a Taylor Swift shirt. And the last time all these people you're going to the game with saw you, you were also wearing a Taylor Swift shirt and you don't want to be that person. Realize you are that person. You are F-Boy Island. Do silly things. Be yourself. Lean into what initially feels good. And I promise you that it's when you cease to judge everything you do and make decisions on how it's going to make you look, you are free from ever looking k. Right? So I wore a Taylor Swift shirt last night. No regrets. I was comfortable to the, at the game. We went to the baseball game last night. Let's get into it with Andrew Collins. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. 
You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self care and self love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's Ultimate Girl Bomb Grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Oh, yeah. Welcome, Andrew. Hi, Nikki. Hey, I was just talking about the baseball game. Oh. Yeah, I was talking about my dilemma last night of trying to pick out something to wear. Oh. Um, how'd you sleep last night, by the way? I slept good. I slept... Actually, no, I didn't. Yeah? we got home late. I drank caffeine to enjoy the game, and mm-hmm. then you get home, and you're too caffeinated. Story of my life. Story of your life, man. So how, I didn't go to bed till like, one. That's why I was mad at you, because when I got home, I go... 
not mad at you, but like I, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I I kept my mouth shut because I'm tired of being the girl that feels like she knows what's going on in Andrew's head, and like people don't appreciate being like told. I knew you were gonna do this, so I'm sorry to say that. But last night when we got home at ten forty three. I was like, I'm going to walk Luigi. You want to get in a, a morning show? Because we're watching the morning show together. I'm finally yeah. caught up to Andrew. He went two episodes ahead, which I allowed. You allowed that? Yeah, we talked about it, which I like <laughs> that. I like the communication. You were really nice to me about me yeah, being weird. Yeah, I watched two episodes with you. Yeah, again. Like, again. Because here's the thing, Noah. I, he goes, he gets two episodes ahead. And I'm like, okay, give me, give me till tomorrow night to catch up. And he's like, I can do that. And I'm like, thank you. And if it takes me longer than that, you go ahead on your own. We get to the next night and I go, just go ahead because I don't like watching things alone. I just, I can't, I'm not going to get through it. I got through 10 minutes of one episode and I had two to get through and they're an hour long. And I go, I, watching alone does not keep me accountable. I'm in my phone. I want to process it. I want to make fun of it. I want, and, um, I don't watch things alone. And, um, so Andrew was kind enough to rewatch both episodes with me, which I think is good because you're on your phone so much when you watch things. And I am too, that watching things twice makes you fill in the gaps of when you're looking at your phone, you know? Yes. I also got home when I checked the Apple and I'm sure whatever couples deal with this. Yeah. No, no, no. That it was, it was two episodes ahead so it was on episode five. He so I that assumed I that you jumped ahead without he's me. He's on my account. And yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, but yeah. So last you know. night I said, let's get in a morning show. Cause it was like, oh, it'll take us until that'll mean that we're probably going to go to bed at midnight. But let's be honest. I know you're going in your room and you're going to be on your phone until two in the morning. Just yeah. like I am. So why don't we just like kill some of that time together by watching a morning show? Why? Because I was trying to get to bed by eleven fifteen. I mean, I'm oh, you not, were trying, but yeah. Do you really go in there and try, or do you? Yeah, argue on I your try. Phone? It's very frustrating because I'll 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 lay down in bed, and in about ten minutes, I'll go to sleep. I think I'm asleep. Really? Literally twenty minutes later, I'm wide awake. What? Wait, then, what do you mean? I don't know. I just I think I'm like I think I'm good for the night. I I'm sure this happens to other people. I think I need to like teach you how to go to sleep, and I'm not saying that I. But I think I might be able to help you because you'll tuck me in. Read honestly, me a book. like I, I want to like come <laughs> and just see what your situation is because I, I do. The reason I ask you every day, how did you sleep, is not because it's just the name of the segment. It's because I actually care about how people sleep and I care about how I sleep. And I realize I've done enough research. I know what to do to make it better so that you can fall asleep. But I might be wrong. There's some people that just can't sleep. I think what I can do for my sleep is, so I work out at 8 a.m. this class. Have you ever tried meditating with a Ambien in your mouth? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like, I love that my solution would be am yeah. meditation. Yeah. I go, and uh, also like <laughs> dissolving 14 Ambien in your gum line. No, but I think what I do is I do a siesta for myself, which I'm so happy that your I get to do it. siestas are so long. Oh, dude. they're a good siestas. You go siestas. three hours. Oh. That's not a siesta. That's a fiesta. That's a, yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, that's a no. Ford fiesta. It's going to break down on you eventually. Yeah, well, what happens is I think I sleep too much in the afternoon, and so then at night, if I could it make it, it through the afternoon, I could probably sleep no, like a fucking baby Let's not make it through the afternoon. Let's do a 20-minute nap in the afternoon. Seriously, set your alarm and really try to stick to it because I swear to God, Andrew, if you just do 20 minutes, you'll feel refreshed. It'll yeah. be hard to get out of, but you won't. You cannot take an hour plus long <laughs> nap in the middle of the day and expect to get to sleep eight they hours do it later. in Spain. No, no, no. They do, tw they do an, uh, you know, an hour long You know break, what they but do there? Yeah, but it's a short nap. I mean, it's this is based on like... They eat late too and they I'm go to bed you, at dude, like 1130. 
a really good plan is to have when you have your coffee when you're starting to crash during the day so right before try this today if you crash because you got up early today you didn't sleep a lot last night when you feel that like i'm ready for my nap have one (laughs) cup of coffee all right just listen to me have one cup of coffee or half a cup whatever makes you feel stimulated and then right right as you're sipping it like go to go take your nap right after that because the caffeine will not have kicked in and by the time 20 minutes has passed it will have kicked in just like when i take my add meds uh 30 minutes before i get up i set my alarm i bleary eyed grab the add med i put it in my mouth and then i fall back asleep for another half hour and by the time my alarm goes off the next time i'm like ready to get out of bed because the the drug that i put in myself has kicked in the only thing is like what am i gonna do when i wake up there's tons to do. Play, learn an instrument. Play guitar with me. I'm always playing guitar. I always like someone to play with me. We had so much fun that one day when you were yeah. we were playing all the songs. I would love for you to bring some songs into it that we could do together. That you want to play. You only know one, and I do like that song. But we learned one with my dad last week. That was fun. I've just seen a face. I can't forget the time or well, place. And the other one, the other John Prine song. Um. Yes. So. I mean, yes. Baseball I, I, game. I, uh, so we went to the baseball game. With second Greg game in Warren. five days with Greg Warren and Tim Convey. We uh, had two St. Louis comics. Tim Convey is also my ex-boyfriend's uh, brother and little, one of my best friends. Little higher seats. Yeah, we were up last a little, time. Not listen, to talk shit to Greg. Glazer you know? splurged on Thursday night to impress my parents, and I just wanted the best experience. The ch- the seats were like a hundred bucks a pop. I spent four hundred bucks on four seats. I felt good about it. My parents were, um, you know, doing a staycation that I was trying to make their uh, Greece trip that fell through, where they flew to Germany and had to come back home because Germany was their stopover before Greece. They got uh, exiled and they got sent home. So I decided to, to spend to splurge, get some nice seats. It was fucking worth it, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, because then last night we were actually in good seats. You could see the bulge in the pants of the baseball player. Yeah, I know. Last night That's I go, what you were I go, liking. I love. Uh, I go. I think l- I was bitching about the closed seats because I like to people watch Noah, and we only had two rows in front of us. Didn't leave me a lot of people to watch. But the thing is, we were behind the dugout of the opposing team on Thursday night when Andrew and I went with my parents, and you like make eye contact with the baseball players and not I'm not saying that in a sexual way it's just like weird to see you know when you go to a concert or if you were to go to my show nickyglazer.com slash tour for tour tickets also I am announcing today uh, there is a huge festival and um, we are taking over did you know this I'm going to JFL just for laughs is a um, you know the the comedy festival in Canada huge they have all the best names I'm doing a JFL Cancun uh, November 7th Let me just type I gotta let you guys know Because I want my besties there So bad And I want you guys If any of you are planning Fun Mexico trips You're gonna Are we doing shows with foam? Um, what? Cancun baby oh, Spring yeah. break Spring break Did you ever go to Cancun For spring break? Uh, no I've never been oh. Um, Just for laughs <laughs> Escapes That's hard to say Cancun November 3rd through 7th 2021 Guys, I'm not kidding you. Mark it. There's a $30 deposit to save your spot. Um, go to, you can find it. Just Google, just, and it's going to be on my socials today, just for last escapes. It would be such a fun trip to plan with your alone. You'll meet other comedy fans. We're taking over an entire resort. No other people except comedy fans. Listen to these names. Jim Jeffries, Tom Segura, Whoa. Nikki Glazer, Steve-O, Nicole Byer, Jay Farrow, Girls Gotta Eat, 
Donnell Rawlings, Ron Funches, Deborah DiGiovanni, Goddamn Comedy Jam, which I know I'm going to be on because you get to sing a song, and many, many more. There's going to be live comedy, podcasts, beach parties, in a five-star resort takeover. So if this, and you are going to have the opportunity to win an all-inclusive trip that I'm going to have on my socials, I'm going to, they're asking me if they, I want to do a giveaway, and I said, fuck yeah, I want to do a giveaway. Besties, I'm telling you first I'm going to do this. Look at my socials. I'll try to give you a heads up on Nikki Glazer Pod on Instagram before I put it on my my big my own. So I want you guys to have a first chance to win this. But just guys, I really want you there if you can afford it and make it work. Hopefully, if you can't afford it, you can win. Um, but that's November third through the seventh. And Andrew, you know my boy's gonna be there. I'll be I'll be wearing some short shorts on the beach, boy. I'll I'm be s- drinking a pina colada, I mean, virgin. And, and let's get this. Can I just talk about this poster? Jim Jeffries, Tom Segura, and then Nikki Glaze. I'm third. Like, th- this is the weird thing they do on these. I'm almost annoyed for Steve-O and Nicole Byer because Jim Jeffries and Tom Segura at the top, they're the biggest names. Yeah. So they're the top billing. They're the um, Foo Fighters and Eminem of Lollapalooza yeah. 2000. Nine when I went or whatever, and then it's Nikki Glazer, and then I'm Lady Gaga of that year. You know, or, like when like Lady Gaga MGMT. was more of a. Yes, I'm MGMT. I'm I love that song. That kid, it's called Kids. Kids, yeah. At the beginning, beginning of that song, you know how it's like kids going like, and it's like, it's like a kids on a playground I used to live on a like behind a playground in North Hollywood in 2007 (laughs) and every morning I woke up to that sound and I would always go but it was just constant kids screaming (laughs) you know what my favorite wake up song is I was lying on the beach of Sunday morning of last week indulging in my (laughs) self defeat (laughs) and you think you can come Come. what you only said that you would have done so I missed Missed a million million miles of fun. fun I know it's not for me. And you steal my sunshine. Making sure I'm not. Me and Kirsten used to do this thing. Because during that song, it goes, da-ding, da-ding, da-ding. Wait, what is that song called really quick? Because I, I want to steal my sunshine. Um, okay, it's by, yeah, I'm going to st- play just a part of it because I don't want to get sued, but. I would play this. What, what is this? They definitely cut this out on Z107 in 1997 when I listened to this intro. What is this intro? It really builds. Hey, Matt. It's him. Hey, man. Have you talked to Mark lately? No. Do you hear the ta-ting, ta-ting, that thing in the background? Talks to him. He looks pretty good. Okay, Kirsten and I used to play like we were playing ping pong. We used to hit back to each other. It's a really fun thing to do during that song. It's the best song. I, would, I, went out, I was a camp counselor for one summer, and they asked me not to come back because I they couldn't really find a sport that I coached well i didn't do a good job but and Maybe i got and i got caught breaking um curfew because oh. i was hooking up with a girl in a what? bus yeah what yeah in a, in a park bus was another was one of the uh, uh counselors yeah okay. not, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, good. just checking i <laughs> yeah. looked at you like are we getting jesus, into jesus Christ. something here um uh, no. no but yeah so i um i would play that song every morning for my campers to wake them up I like that. That's a good wake up song. I wake up every morning to this ain't for the best. My reputation has ever been worse. But it sounds like she goes, mm, this thing. wait, this is what I wake up it to. It sounds literally. like an orgasm. A it's, she, it's just so, it's my favorite song, Delicate by Taylor Swift. Is but that just, your alarm? Yeah, every morning. Listen to it. How do you do that? You could set your alarm to a. Oh. This ain't for the best. I mean, it sounds like this ain't for the best. I it's would just t- someone you ever yawning sleep through almost. that, though. 
No, I hear it and I go. It's so nice. No, I, I wake up at, when I hear it. I kind of like jolt. I don't hate getting out of bed anymore. So it's not like when I wake up, I don't go fuck. You know, it means like I get to go do a podcast and I get to go get my Starbucks. Luigi isn't looking at me. me. He's trying to ignore me, even though he wants to go for a walk, walk. because he doesn't tr- trust trust me. me. Look at him right now. He is so depressed. No, he, he was good today. He's been wagging his tail. I think he's been happy lately. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting. Uh, we didn't even get into the baseball game, but hopefully we can talk about it later uh, during the news segment. Let's get to the news. The news, apparently. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. I already announced it at the top of the show, but I just wanted to say, uh, again, F-Boy Island. It feels so good excited. to probably be able to say it. I'm so excited. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on, uh, I don't think this is announced, I'm going to be on Bill Maher uh, next Friday. The 18th, so make sure you check out that. That is a thing I'm terrified for because I don't know anything about politics, legit, like nothing. Maybe we'll do a run-through yeah. on the pod to oh get you God. ready. Oh, my God. That would be so funny yes, to yes. like I'll, I'll go have through. you guys try to be... No, you got to find five topical, no, or we'll Nikki. find five topical. How do you feel? If I can talk about vegan stuff and sex, I'll be fine. Like, if we can talk about sexual issues and cancel culture, like, I know my lane. I'm not going to try to pretend I'm smarter than I am because I'm very dumb and, and about so much stuff and even stuff that I think it's I'm not smart that you're about. you're dumb. It's just you just don't pay attention to it. Yeah, you can I, learn anything, uh, I think, I, other than, like, football. math. Huh? Football. I, I don't want to learn it. And baseball. Last night at the game, <laughs> Noah, I'm not, I, we'll get to the news. I swear to God... I, I struggled with my caption last night for I took a, we took a picture at the baseball game and I was trying to think of a caption for legitimately an hour and now I'm just going to decide to only post Taylor Swift quotes for the caption it's really hard to find which one will fit but there's always one for everything I finally found one last night that is because you know I love the players and you love the game and that was like for me and Andrew like because I like the players he likes the game it's also a Taylor Swift song blank space shout out I wanted to write that every time they got a home run, which is a lot last night, there's fireworks that go off. Yeah. But I wasn't paying attention to the game. So the, a home run would happen. And then all of a sudden there would be a bomb explosion. Every single time I thought there was a domestic t- terrorist. <laughs> Literally, there were four home runs last night, I think four or five. Yeah. And I did not see any of them coming. I shrieked. I, I literally, I thought I was dying at everyone. I think I, I, I walked away traumatized last night. And I'm not joking. Like, why do those fireworks have to sound like bombs? Um, they weren't like, you know, for you the t- call a home run, right? Like, so if you hit a far home run, it's like, it's a bomb. Like, oh, really? it's called a bomb. Well, why are they making it so I can't bring in a purse to protect us from bombs yet? They're doing bomb. It's just very ironic to me that I can't bring in a bomb. purse because they're scared of bombs yet. They're setting off a sound that sounds like bombs. They don't even do a kiss cam anymore. Do you know that? They don't want your bomb comparing. They, last competing. night, the funniest thing I think I've thought of in a really long time. They don't do a kiss cam anymore because I think of me too stuff. They don't want to put it on a couple and have them like forced to kiss, which I'm grateful for because I always go with guy friends. And if they put it on me, Andrew would probably try to like kiss me and like as a joke and i'd be like no and it would just be awkward it'd be like when usher put the microphone in my face and i'd be like i could but i just like and then i would just look stupid so i'm always nervous about a kiss cam because i have been on it before with a guy friend and it, it led to like tension so 
I'm grateful they don't do kiss cam, but what they did last night, Noah, is called a kids cam, and they just put it on the. They called a kids <laughs> cam, and they just put it on kids and the kids dance. And I was like, why don't we combine them? I was like, let's do a kiss kids cam, kiss kids cam. And and Greg and I were doing a bit where Greg was like, Nikki, we can't do that. And I go, it's perfect. We kiss kids on the. We combine them both. And he's like, I don't think that can happen. I'm, and I just start chanting like, kiss kids, kiss kids. And it reminded me of that old. Uh, I love that's show. what you paid attention to, but not the six home wonder runs. shows in <laughs> wonder shows in beat kids. Yes, Thank beat you, kids. Noah. Oh my God, there was I love this, that show. I can't. Be- I literally gave up on that and thinking maybe two besties knew what I was talking about and I was just going to leave it. Wonder Shows In used to do this hilarious segment where they would have kids reporters on the street just saying inappropriate stuff but they were little kids. Kids on the street. Kids on the street. Kids on the beat. Beat Beat kids. kids. Beat kids. And it was like Wait, what is that? Did they they interview the kids? No, the kids were little reporters and you know when you're on the beat you're like uh, it's it's like so kids would be it would be called Kid Beat and so it was or or Beat Kids like kids on the beat and they would go Beat Kids Beat Kids (laughs) It's the best It it, it was exactly the same joke I'm so glad that's why I love you that you were able to just put Wonder Shows in was so far from to explain what that was it was going to take forever Let's get to the news First segment An influencer surgeon with millions of followers on social media, says that breast implant illness is real. B-I-I, it's called. They uh, There's pain, inflammation, skin rashes, hair loss, brain fog, joint aches, digestive issues, and fatigue are all symptoms commonly reported by those who believe they're experiencing B-I-I. Okay. Many doctors have said that despite desperate pleas from sick patients, that B-I-I is not real. Okay. But he's going on record that it is real. So, However, that most patients are fine with implants. He wants to, that to be said. But there's like a Facebook, like 145,000 people in this group, you know, 300,000 tits that are... Okay. I don't care what <laughs> I don't care what if someone is in pain give it to him you know like what is all of this like it's in your head that's not real it, obviously maybe it's not caused by that thing but if it that gives first of all it probably is a thing the the emotional trauma you go through with having your body sliced open I mean I have a friend who has had um, surgery that she obviously loves the results of aesthetically and it's not breast no it's not breast it's like face stuff but because they cut her open some weird something got into the wound that has caused her to now have celiac disease like after she got that surgery she had celiac so stuff can happen that has nothing to do with the thing in like in and during surgery or anesthesia i mean this happens months after the fact and Listen, I was looking, I was thinking about maybe doing a breast thing at some point, like in 10 years, like when, when I want to tuck them up and make them look nicer, like I add a third one, add a, I don't know what's going to be in Total style. Recall style, make it just it one <laughs> tube of a boob, make one in the middle. So that's just a, a yeah, free to cow your tits. Yeah. I want to plateau a, like a range of <laughs> like, so it looks like a, um, one of those, like a fruitcake, like uh, the shape of a, um, yeah, I uh, I have thought about it, and really, my concern is the anesthesia. Um, my friend Joe Buck, when he got the hair transplant from American Idol, <laughs> I really am worried about Fantasia and sounding like this with my voice afterwards. No, Joe Buck got um, anesthesia had a um, when he got a hair transplant because it was so painful. These are all cosmetic things. He talked about it in his book, and he told me about it on our four and a half hour flight. But he 
because I did, hadn't read his book. I'm going to, though. My mom bought it for me. Um, he got a tube down his throat to be under because it was so painful having this tra- hair yeah. transplant. He had gone through it a couple times and was like, fuck this. They go, oh, we can put you under. Got a tube in his throat. The tube, when they put it in, you know, to put you under, um, they have like this like inflatable kind of thing that goes around it. So they puff it up so that it stays in place. And it uh, was on a nerve in his vocal cords that got, uh, it was it was on his nerve too long and it was damaged. And when he came out of it, sports announcer, man who yeah. his voice is everything, Joe Buck, couldn't talk. And he sounded like this for a year until his nerve came back. That is the kind of thing that I'm too scared to have a thing done. If you had a tits, not like a breast, like okay. a cup breast, I keep saying oh, a, a tits. A's. If you had a, I would love them. But I would probably, I would probably get, I wouldn't do an implant because I'm just, honestly, I'm just too scared of all this. That's why I didn't get LASIK. I'm scared of the 0.001% that see double vision the rest of their life. I read about a newscaster the night before I was scheduled to get LASIK. I read about a newscaster who is a healthy woman by all accounts. You know, all these people, it comes out later. There's a lot more going on than just, she went, she was having double vision and, um, so much pain from her LASIK, a bad LASIK job, that she's like a woman that spent good money, went to a good doctor. She hung herself because she was going blind and she had a new baby. She might have been doing, you know, other stuff was going on. But guess what? Other stuff goes on with me. And if I do a surgery that... I would, I, hopefully I'm in a state of mind where I would forgive myself and go, look at Nikki, you only wanted bigger boobs. You didn't want to feel depression and, and pain the rest of your life maybe like forgive yourself and that would help you manage your pain but it's too risky like uh, to look better but sometimes the risk is worth it because sometimes women are like i just don't feel myself i feel like i was meant to be born with bigger boobs and i want that and i love when people get surgery done i think it's so brave you're taking a huge risk and so what? Yeah, I don't some judge women it ever. are, you know, cancer patients that have, you know, lost yeah, their breasts. And I mean, that's a totally, obviously no one has any problem with that. But people really like to judge when women get stuff done, when they don't have an excuse like, or and I say excuse in quotes, like cancer, or whatever. I got a message actually from one of our listeners that Noah reminded me of today because I sent it to her ages ago to be like, I want to talk about this. She said, previously was discussed on the podcast pod, uh, Julie wrote in, previously was discussed on the pod, filler and Botox stuff. I wanted to know if Nikki ever thought about a nose job. And when I say that, I mean absolutely no hate personally. Da, 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 da. I love her nose, of course. She said, I've been wanting one because of a volume loss being 28. My nose has a bump now compared to 18 year old me. And I don't know how to accept it. That's an interesting What's way to put it. What's a volume loss? I don't... Um, she probably... Like, her nose just... Whatever it is, she doesn't like her nose. Let's no, just no, say that. I get that. I don't I'm know what it saying, means. I didn't know. I don't know oh. either. Um, not enough snot in it. She uh, she wants it's it not. back to normal. She says, I don't know how to accept it, which I think I, if I was talking to Julie, I would go, let's talk about that. You don't know how to accept it because I think a lot of this is just acceptance and then we can get past it. But acceptance isn't as easy as just being like, okay, I accept it. She says, I want to fix it, but I'm terrified of surgery and my mother, LOL, (laughs) and my mother. That's so funny. I don't know why she said mother thing. Anyway, would love some nose positivity talk for my OCD perfection itself. Um, Yeah, I'll close this thing out by saying there are huge risks involved with plastic surgery, fillers in your face, Botox. I've gotten all those things before. I have regretted some of them. I will revisit some of them. I will make mistakes again where I'll go, wow, I look like the fucking joker and I'll laugh about it. Here's my thing for you and your nose, Julie. I would really honestly look into 
and you're going to think this is crazy, I would look into filler for your nose, okay? Because you want a fuller look. I don't think surgery, you should always try to avoid surgery. Going under is risky. Just the pathogens in the room, just surgery is risky. Filler can do wonders with nose jobs. If you haven't seen it, just like Google it online. But also, I think if you really look at it, whenever I think about one one thing that I'm like, God, if I could get rid of this then something right then my life would change that like that's the one thing holding me back from finding a boyfriend like my whole fucking obsession with my one little tooth that's a millimeter two back from my forward tooth it is such an obsession for me it's the one thing i want to fix but i don't wear the invisalign so it's obviously i don't want it that bad but i always think about if someone if i got what i wanted in life because of that tooth if I got the, sh- the shows that I wanted, if I was famous in the way I wanted, if I got a boyfriend because of that tooth, everything came together, wouldn't that be kind of fucked up that if everything was based on this one, my, my tooth yeah. being a millimeter different or your nose being a little, if you got all the things you wanted because you fixed your nose, wouldn't a part of you go, that was it? Wouldn't it be a little bit sad? So imagine the perfect life that you think is waiting for you on the other side of fixing your nose or fixing whatever. If you get that life, if it, which you're not going to because we know those things don't come because you fix your nose. But if it does come, wouldn't that be a little bit disappointing too that that's why, that's what people were gonna love you for or that's why you were gonna get that promotion? And I know we're all, you know, superficial beings and obviously i like sometimes i see a guy on tinder or or bumble i'm not on tinder but bumble where i go oh his nose is gross and i like write him off Uh, that is aside that's why dating apps suck because it's all about looks but i think julie look into filler if it's really something you want to do because it could be temporary and you can see what you like you can see how it works start very slow i always tell whenever i go to get filler and stuff i say I want to walk out of here and be mad at you because I don't see any results. And by the way, when you get filler, it always is bigger at first than you think. Do not freak out. It will go down. You are always going to be swollen. No exceptions. But I always say to them, I want to come back to you because I'm mad that I can't tell. I say that when I go get a haircut too. And I want it to be, you know, when you ask, when you have long hair and you go, can I get an, I just want an inch off. And they go, of course. And they take off three. That annoys me. So I always make it clear to hairdressers. I don't want anyone to say that I had a haircut. That's how much minimal I want. So tell that to your doctor. Start very slow. You can always go back. A lot of these doctors, by the way, have sliding scales of like you can get deals and be like, I can't, I can afford $400 worth of filler. I can't go beyond that. And then it, just work with them. It's it be very, very um, go with a friend who maybe is more honest than you and will help you be honest with the doctor if you can't be. But you are doing them a service by asking for their service. Do not go in there. And I'm projecting because I've been in this situation before where you go in and you get talked into stuff you don't want to do and you pay ten thousand extra dollars for your decolletage, which you don't even know what a decolletage is until they tell you. And, and you get bamboozled. So go in with someone who knows your budget, knows what you want, and is uh, very firm with the doctor about how firm you want your tits. Next uh, door. Nose. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, did. I mean, I guess she could just get giant tits and no one wouldn't care about your face. Also, when you take down your nose, <laughs> any girls with big noses, <laughs> never forget your nose bone is, is a, a tent, tent pole for your face. <laughs> so when you take the tent pole down, the skin around it your cheeks, those laugh lines, those hound dog folds, 
those nasal labial folds is what they're called are going to get more depressed and so just remember your nose is your tent pole to your face build up don't build down <laughs> could you put a tent together no yeah, yeah i mean yeah i can do anything you told me that earlier Kim Kardashian is unbothered by Kanye West's rumored romance with Irina Sheik, and she herself is not focused on dating at the moment. So even though she sees him dating, doesn't mean that she wants to get out there again. She wants to focus on the kids. I hear that. And she does. She never knew Irina, so she doesn't care. She'll be in a relationship soon enough. That girl loves um, being in a relationship, and that's no judgment. Um, but she does find someone quickly, and but and, you know. This has got. I remember seeing a picture, a video clip of her on the latest episode of Kardashians crying and saying how embarrassing. It's a third marriage failed, and no embarrassment there, Kim. You take chances. I like it. No, no divorce means a failed relationship to me. Just doesn't. Never has. Never will. You did it. You let. You were with Kanye for five fucking years. That's a long time. You had kids together. Successful. Now Kanye dating Irina Shake. Man, that would be very hard for me to handle if I were Kim because you're divorcing a man probably because of his mental health issues that he's not addressing is which I, what I'm guessing about the relationship, but I, knowing nothing. To see a man who you hope is getting help to just jump into something else has got to be hurtful and to jump into something else with a super hot woman that kind of looks like you and it's just, that it would be hard. Just as hard as it was this morning when I tuned into my ex-boyfriend's uh, radio show on my way to get Starbucks and uh, I heard his co-host talking about like their relationship and I knew they were going round robin so they could finally get to Chris and be like so Chris what's going on with you and I just was like do I want to hear this because I know they're going to ask him and I do I want to know and I you know me wanting to cut myself I just kept listening and he goes I'm single you know I'm single and um, I did see a girl she goes because yesterday in the office Chris told me he saw a girl in the hallway and he was like, yeah, I mean, there's everyone's back to work at this building where there's a bunch of shows going on. And I saw this girl and I was like, who is that? And uh, I felt that I just the idea that he was like really into another girl. It used to horn me up because he was mine. And I loved hearing about like, oh, I saw a girl today and I go, wow, that is someone I'd like to fuck. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, tell me about her. Let's see if you can try, you know, but this was like. What, 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 what did she look? I wonder what she looked like. Is she like smaller than me? Is she tiny? Like not smaller, like skinny. It's more like, is she like tiny and short? Like that's something I can never be, you know, like I, I don't want to be any other size and I like the way I am. But when someone is a different ethnicity or like a different height or a different age, things I literally cannot change. I mean, spray tan can't get you uh, looking like you might be from somewhere else in a, a way that feels uncomfortable sometimes and cancelable. But um, sometimes when I see like a guy that I used to date, dating a girl that like is L Latinx, mm -hmm. is that how we say it? I just go like, oh my God, like I'll never be, I'll never be that. And it, and I'm sure they feel that way when their exes date white girls or black girls, you know, um, but I did text him and I tried to get in on the conversation because sometimes he'll read my text live on air. And I didn't write about that because he is entitled to that. I talk about dating all the time freely around him. So this is fine to hear. I also don't think he's ever going to really end up in something. That's what I have to convince myself of, even though I don't want to be with him and we're good. But I am going in tomorrow to uh, to his station to be on on air with them. I like was like, I'll come in tomorrow. <laughs> And I'm like, I will wear a bikini. Like, I, I, I'm already like, it's just so ridiculous how 
you know, he's not going to hear this. Please don't tell him if you know him. But like it, it stung. It always stings to see your ex. You like your ex. You I completely mean, everything you, I just I, I, I would have done exactly the opposite of everything you just said. You protect yourself. You are yeah. really good about. Like, I don't know why I would. I, I'm not. I'm, I really no. am not judging. I just don't know why you put yourself in this situ- situation just because that's why I love hearing. Why this. do you read comments? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I don't do anything wrong. No, but, but I'm, I'm saying, wondering what's the difference between like reading comments on something that where you know you're going to read something that hurts your feelings. Let's say like the first thing is like not to be rude, man, but and you keep reading. Why don't you stop reading as in okay. me turning off the radio at that point? No, but it's not just that. It's then going the next step of then reaching out to him and then going the next step of going to see him and then the no, next step I'm of going on the show uh, because listen, I like the show and I want to I want to talk no, about you want to get attention from him, though. No, I, I honestly, it's not that I do. I do want him to remember yeah. how hot I was for sure. I don't want to. F- I honestly don't want to date him. You know that. I know. But then why even put yourself in because this Because I love that show. And I was texting with them and I was like, I want to call in so bad because they were talking about dating. And I recently, I don't think I've talked about it on this show. But don't you see how like Kim is like, I'm not letting Kanye's decisions affect my decisions. It's not affecting my decision. It's affecting your... Yes, it is, because then you reached out to him and then you yeah, want to see him. Yeah, I get to go him. on St. Louis Radio and promote my shows and have a funny interaction with my ex-boyfriend that's honest and real and is good radio and it's going to be fun for me because I actually... I like flirting with my ex. It doesn't cause me pain. I really don't feel pain about it. But you you, you said it was like cutting. I, I mean, I meant that as like... I'm not trying to break down what you're doing or I, I'm not trying to judge you by any means and I'm not trying to protect you. I don't care what you do. If you're having fun, do whatever the I fuck really you want. I really am having fun. I promise okay, you. This I, will not lead I'm to me I'm just saying being, for me, I would do like the complete... I would like run from any of that because it would hurt me too much. Can That's I tell all. you what I did though on my um, dating apps? I think I told you this. On Raya and not Bumble because I don't think you can. But the on, friendship thing? Yeah, on Raya. Did I say this on the show? Uh, on Raya, Noah, I said it to here for friends. Um, I told you this. Yeah. And you, because here's my thing is like, I don't ever want to meet up with someone under the pretense of we might bang someday or get married. I don't want that in the air. I don't want that to be like, are we on a date? I don't want there to be romance. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me feel out of control. I know this is a control thing for me. I changed mine to friends because I realized that any guy who comes across me on Raya and is like, oh my God, I love this girl or like maybe I don't even know who this is, but wow, she's cute. Oh, she's just here for friends. The kind of guy I would want would go, what is this friend thing? I'm going to, even though she says friends, what is she? She's There's something going on here. Either she's like seeing a guy that she doesn't really care about. Like I would take that as like a challenge and I hope that any guy... And maybe it'll turn off a guy and he's not going to come through. That's not the right guy for me. I like a guy who's going to go, okay, I'll be friends with this girl. And then when we start as friends and then I get to decide when it gets sexual and I get to, and not by being like, hey, now we're sexual. You know, I suddenly like touch his arm, lingering eye contact, letting him know that like, okay, we've turned to the, this isn't just friends. But I always, always wanted to start as friends because it does not work for me to go on a date with someone that I don't know and have it already be like. But then even if, okay, I think you're then, you're you're probably like, you're getting quality over quantity at that point Mm -hmm. because you're getting someone that, oh, it's friendship, let's get, you know. Yeah. But the overall goal for that guy, even if you know that, okay, I'll start as friends, that doesn't matter even if you know like he's pretend, not pretending to be friends, but 
No, he, that he would he would start out. That he would start out there. That I don't shows mind. more. Yeah, that, and it shows that like guess what. I want to be friends with my exes. So if we don't end up working out, like if your goal for us to be together, guy who's agreeing to be my friend on Raya and then maybe go out and get a coffee. If you, if we get together and then we break up and aren't together anymore, I hope we can still be friends. Mm -hmm. So I hope that there's friendship there to begin with. Every guy that I've ever pursued has started off totally platonically. Yeah. Um, and, and, I've known from the get-go, like there's been an energy, like I know right away. That's the thing is I, I don't think there's ever been, a t there's only been one guy who we all know uh, who came after me very hard and I wasn't interested in him at first, but then he pursued me so hard and was so impressive that I ended up liking him. But it never, ever happens where I don't know right away. Some, I at least have an inkling. My only thing with, with, if I was to say, you know, I'm just here for friendships, in a way, I would feel like I'm kind of protecting myself of not getting rejected mm. because then I could go, oh, th they don't swipe right on me because I put friendship, not because of yeah. my looks or my picture or whatever. I'm not saying I, I've been <laughs> so many times I've swiped because <laughs> on Raya, they give yeah. me the same people over and over. And you know that those people have seen you too, and I don't match with them constantly, so I'm constantly feeling rejected. It's it has nothing. Yeah, it yeah. literally. I know it looks like that. It has nothing to do with that because I get rejected all the time. People don't realize this. I shoot my shot a lot. I would say a lot for a a, a girl that's. And people always go, Nick, you could have whoever you want. I get rejected so much and friend zoned and kind of like pushed off more than you think. So it's not fear of being rejected at all. It is actually just sorting out the men who actually yeah. are like oh this is a challenge she's not gonna i have to be friends with her first and then she'll maybe warm up to me yeah that's that's the way i am i'm really scared of intimacy and that's how i have to start what's uh what's our next story oh sports here's andrew's weekly sports moment oh yeah <laughs> oh boy here it comes you excited oh yeah. run the bomb bomb <laughs> cincinnati red star joey Votto. wait we w we saw the Cincinnati Reds in the dugout. Yes, we were there last. Do we know this guy, Joey Votto? Joey Votto was not there. Fuck. Okay. Because he was hurt. Okay. But this is where it comes to us: is he called St. Louis Cardinals fans shit talking motherfuckers, and which kind of great? I wish. Do we have the soundbite of this? Because he's on like NBC, like he's on regular like TV, like not. He should be Joey Votto even in the maybe injured in the dugout when we were there. Why did he he hear us? We weren't talking shit no. about. No, and also the crowd doesn't really. I mean, we were at the there's game not last that many night. People, no one talks. Oh my god, last night we were at the game, and <laughs> it was so I'm not quiet. even joking it felt you. Weird. I I it was so quiet, and I was telling Tim we were catching up, and I was or I was telling Greg about my my life and sharing all these intimate yeah. details, and I'm like, the person behind me could easily hear <laughs> yeah. because two seconds later the woman behind me goes, "Do you hear how much Chris Harrison got for that?" <laughs> bachelor deal and i go i turn around and go how much did he get because we had talked about chris harrison is no longer the host of bachelor i didn't know he got a settlement to leave 50 million dollars oh wow I, yeah which is not what chris harrison wants by the way i don't think that guy wants money anymore because he has it that guy wanted to be on tv he is not happy and by he doesn't the way. want his reputation to be ruined but still 50 million dollars that I, helps to sleep on that what, do but you, I, that was it, funny you, you brought night. up though uh, when harry met sally 
and it makes me think of that when they were arguing while doing the wave, right? Oh, yeah. The, the wave was happening last night and just telling a sad story <laughs> yeah. and like still having to get out of your seat. That was a great scene. So what did Joey Votto so said? So Joey Votto. So when, when the Reds played the Cardinals last time, that yeah, they the Cardinals swept them. Swept them. No, the Reds. No, no, no. The first. Oh, the last, last season. And so, well, earlier this season. Oh, they already played. And playing? they brought a broom. And, you know, sweep that shit. Like, they were talking yeah. mad shit. Okay. So then, yeah, listen to him. It's kind of hot, actually, I think. Especially hard to win four games in a row on the road. And uh, I don't know. I think I read the last time we did that was in 1990. And they you know, won four games last week. We had some talking mother in St. Louis uh, <laughs> after the first series. That was you talking about The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> kind of nice to go on their road. uh Okay, so he's saying like coming back now because last week the Reds the first time the first time they came through this season they got they, swept, they got by, the swept by the Cardinals. This time the Reds swept the Cardinals yes. big time, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and we went to the game last night to play. They played the Indians, and uh, the Cardinals came back and like had a great game, and it was like this like oh good they, they're not as bad as we thought when they were playing <laughs> the Reds. Um, I love that because you know I'm sure they did get a lot of shit talk. And Cards fans are, I, that's what I love about St. Louis is that people love the Cardinals. They're dorks about it. Everyone in the stadium is a goddamn dork wearing like their red stuff and eating trashy food. And like, just uh, you look around, you go, and, and I'm saying that with love. I'm a dork too, but like St. Louis, there's no one looked cool at the game. Everyone just looks like, like they're just enjoying this thing that is just really dorky. And so, uh, I didn't so feel like earnestly. people were being loud enough where no. if I go, yeah, Joey Votto, you, uh, fuck you, you fucking, oh, I you would have been feel, out. I'd feel weird. Yeah, I no, would it was feel like a church judged. service. Yeah, it was like a memorial service. Have you ever been to a tennis match? It's the fucking worst. Oh, it's so quiet. Because if you even go, if I go, hey, Nikki, wh- hey, what you, what's going on? What did Chris Harrison get? What did Harrison? They go, shock! There's no. trying to choke a bitch is trying to serve. Choke a bitch? <laughs> Uh, golf too. I always hear Baba Booey's, you know, in the swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you can't. Yeah, I like a quiet. My buddy event. yelled. I like a so Tiger event. Woods after he got caught, you know, cheating and everything. Oh my! What did your buddy yell? My he yelled uh, while Tiger was in like his backswing, like, "Hey, let's go to Rachel's later," which is a Rachel big strip club. Oh, and it's Rachel Yugatel. Oh, wow. was the Holy shit! I didn't think one. of that. Yeah, but it's also like a big strip club, and and Tiger gave him a look, like of disdain. I would. Fucking rip your head off. It reminds me of when my dad was in Los Angeles in 1967, I believe. 60, the late, yeah. later 60s. He was a kid still. My dad must have been, you know, 13. He's in the back of a uh, car driving around with his like older cousins and they're on Sunset Boulevard and they pull up and they see Elvis. Elvis? Elvis driving How have in I not a convertible. Heard this? Oh, you never heard the story? No. They pull up and my dad is a little kid. I think this might have been like 65, maybe after like just the beat. So my dad was probably 10 or 11. The Beatles had just arrived on the scene. Elvis is kind of like becoming more like, you know, fat and painkiller. Like, yeah, painkiller Elvis. And uh, the Beatles are now like replacing him. Right. And my dad's a huge Beatles fan as an 11 year old kid. He's in the back seat of this car trying to like show off for his cousins. They see Elvis. They pull up to Elvis. He oh locks eyes with Elvis and he goes, Elvis stinks. 
He said stinks. Elvis stinks or Your sucks. Your dad yelled this? My dad, my little pipsqueak, 11-year-old dad said- It's probably Elvis, low though back then. Elvis stinks. I know my dad's voice. <laughs> yeah. He said, babe. <laughs> he, said, he told his cousin to uh, like, hold on. Uh, don't go through this red light yet, babe. Because uh, that's what we say to our family members. Did and he, he said, yelled, Elvis stinks. Did Elvis look at him? He said that the look Elvis shot him was of <laughs> such- disdain and sadness and like that my dad felt so bad your like you know when you're a little Elvis. punk when you're a kid and yeah. you, don't, you do something and you go that was too much like when i grabbed that girl's butt on a trip trying to make my cousin laugh i like sexually harassed uh, another girl when i was a little girl accidentally because i was trying to make my cousin laugh and i honked her butt and said honky in yeah. front of my whole family and i was the pariah like i'd apologize to her which i should have i mean it was definitely this poor girl was like i just got my butt honked by this little bitch that's trying to make her cousin jd laugh which he did laugh it was hilarious but not okay and um just those moments where you yeah, take it you pants, take a swing i pants the kid in front of like the whole class and he was on a pull-up bar oh. remember when you'd pants someone it? Yeah. and it's a a good pantsing. You don't get the underwear too. No, although it is but of way funnier. Did. I got the well. He wasn't wearing underwear. Oh, and I think I might have noticed. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what that says listen, about me. We were all evil. And he got stuck oh. doing the pull up, and he froze. So send he's just in, naked, hanging. Besties oh. should send in the evil things they did as kids. Oh, yeah. that, that they look back and they cringe so hard because I have just been able to admit the most the evil thing, thing I ever did. And I, I really got to get I, the listener mail. Yeah. Oh, uh, real quick, I put. It, quick. I rolled a skateboarder in front of a. a kid that went to hit a ramp on his bmx and he did it like a double flip dude before hitting the ramp and that was the worst thing i've ever done i mean send in your evil things let's get into listener mail these are emails and voice memos and dms that you send into us via nikki glazer pod on instagram or the nikki glazer podcast at gmail.com or through the link to leave us a voice memo in our instagram bio uh noah what do we have today what are we starting off with all right let's start off with uh, an email that we got from abe oh abe Okay, so he wrote in about a song lyric that changed his life. Ooh. The, the song is First Day of My Life by oh my, Bright Eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the part that got me was the lyric towards the end, I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery. When I first heard that line, it really opened up the way I viewed relationships. I've had some long-term things, but like Nikki, I always felt my partners were not good enough, and there was probably somebody better right around the corner. But after five years of dating randos and listening to that song, I had a complete shift in the way I view relationships. Some people wait to win the lottery. Others take what they have and work with it. Now I'm happily married to an old girlfriend I had years ago. We built upon our foundation and now I honestly can't see myself with anybody else. Holy shit, Abe. First of all, this song, if you guys don't know this song. How does it go? I don't know. This is the first day of my oh, life. Yes. I swear I was blind before I met you. And then the, the lyric he's talking about goes, and I'd rather be working for a paycheck than, in, than wait in to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I've never thought about the lyric, that lyric this way. This song, I have a whole story for myself to, to share about it. It's so fucking weird that you picked the song, Abe. But I think you're so right. I've been waiting to win the lottery. And honestly, I feel like a very lucky person in terms of my career and being able to be on a show called F-Boy Island that I only could have dreamed of being asked to do. Mm. And they asked me. I didn't have to ask them, which was just like, it's kind of like, you know, taking a different route home than you usually do and then bumping into the love of your life as how this show came into my my life. So I'm going to keep waiting to win the lottery in terms of meeting a guy 
and realize that it is so much about luck, but that if it doesn't happen eventually, I will totally be willing to, because even if you would do win the lottery, by the way, it takes a lot of work to keep your family away, to make sure you can manage your money. People that win the lottery end up killing themselves a lot of times. So, um, but I love this. I love that that quote made you look at your life differently and go, Hey, this girl that I'm seeing, although I think about the future and I go, maybe this isn't, she's not wife material. It's not what I envision for myself going, well, what am I doing with her in the first place? Obviously there's something there. Why don't I just keep at it? And if it doesn't turn into what I want, I can leave. And maybe as I've seen with so many things in my life, it will turn into something great that is beyond my wildest dreams because I have never been able to predict anything in my life. So why am I pretending like I can predict this? Yeah. And you're working by working, you know, for a paycheck. You worked for a paycheck to get the FY Island, which looks seems like a lottery almost to you. But I did the work. But you did the work. So if you work on yourself outside of a relationship, so when the right guy does come and it feels like the lottery because he came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. No, it's because you worked on your shit and you were ready for someone. I, uh, just like I you were that. ready for F-Boy Island. Can I just share what I did? This song makes me cringe so hard. And it's like so funny and ironic that this song is being brought up on the heels of revealing like honke. The <laughs> thing I did to that girl's butt. This is all. Those two stories are the only. These are the only two things that I literally. Maybe there's one or two more that I have a very uncomfortable. I, I'm uncomfortable even sharing them. And I'm a little bit removed from this one enough that I can't. I'm picking up my skin because it's making me nervous. Okay. When I fell in love with Pete Lee in the summer, in the spring of 2006, my first love, my first orgasm, I met him. He was doing a guest spot on a show. I was doing a guest spot on a show where he was the feature act. Harlan Williams was headlining. That has nothing to do with anything. I was doing a guest spot. We had love at first sight. I had never felt it before. He was eating a salad. I walked into the green room and he literally like his, he stopped chewing because we were just like, hi, we had a romantic weekend. We fell in love. Um, I, uh, we, hung out for four days straight. I didn't sleep with him. And then he had to go to a college in Iowa. I was in Kansas and he had to fly home to New York the next day. And I convinced him, I said, if you change your flight and or if you drive back tonight after the college, instead of tomorrow morning to get your flight, if you come visit me in Lawrence, I'll have sex with you. So he drove through the night. We met in the rain. We had sex. I had my first orgasm. I was so deeply in love with this guy. And I we were both so emotional that I was like, I want to play you a song. (laughs) And I played him this song. And I remember holding each other's faces, like staring into it and like crying because we were so in love and we had to say goodbye. And he was going to have to go break up with his girlfriend to like be with me forever, which he never did. And then I didn't talk to him for 10 years because I was so sad. And then 10 years later, we're really best friends and his specials coming out and I'm doing an interview with him on vulture coming up. (laughs) And if you want to hear the whole Pete Lee story, if you haven't heard it, it's on our YouTube. Uh, You can just type in Nikki, Glazer and uh, Pete Lee and it's on our uh, You Up my old radio show we did a whole we covered it all it's an epic tale now when you play a song and, and I lo- played it for him yeah and it was like this is the first day, day of, of my life. life and then I was so heartbroken so we both like shared it was a great you listen to the whole song yeah we listened to the whole thing and I was like this yeah. just makes me think of you I've been listening to it ever since you left for that college gig you drove back in the middle of the night remember the time you drove all night just to meet just to meet me in the morning I stood out in the rain suddenly everything changed there's spreading blankets on the beach yours were the first face that I saw I mean it's such a good song but it was such it was one of my favorite songs up to that point and finally I had someone to put it 
on and I was like share it with and it was such a beautiful moment and then he went back to New York never broke up with his girlfriend I hated him with the passion of a thousand sons and then that song every time it came on I was so embarrassed that I had given him that and shared that moment with someone who could not love me and do what he and 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 not that it was like I couldn't listen to that song for 12 years and it would make me cringe so much because I'd never been so vulnerable to like share a love song yeah. and look deeply into someone's eyes it's tough especially uh, yeah voice that, memo let's get to it uh, this is from uh this voice message is from Marnie Marnie Hi, Nikki and Andrew. My name is Marnie. Um, I love your podcast. I've been listening for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I think I've listened to all of your you ups. Wow. And I even listened to puddles. Um, I wanted to <laughs> even, know even. or see if you guys could help me think of a word for something. Mm. I want to invent a word um, for the feeling of anxiety, but it has to be like a noun. And you have to say the before it. So, like, if you are scared, you get the heebie-jeebies. Oh, That's, like, yeah. a symptom of being scared. Or another one would be if you are, oh, like, if you're horny and you're a woman, you get the vapors. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the vapors. you can <laughs> get need- the willies if you're grossed out. Oh, that gives me but the willies. you can get the what? Oh, that's if good, Marnie. have anxiety. Um, yeah, I need a word. Thanks, guys. I love you. Okay, anxiety. I get the the. What do you want to do when you have anxiety? You want to you want to go under the covers. You want to like be. You want to. You get the. Hmm. Like the thing about an uh, an anxious moment. What was the last anxious moment you had where you were really felt anxious? You're like three minutes ago when you wouldn't stop talking. Uh, yeah, I had the scary wearies or the wary scary. Like mm-hmm. something that rhymes is fun. It's I kind of like scare. You, I don't want to do scare because that's yeah because that's another thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Shit. It's hard. I mean, it really... Uh, well, What Marnie, are you thinking? I like Marnie's name because when my sister and I went on a family ski trip in like De- Colorado when we were young, we stayed at a condo and the real estate agent was named Marnie Schloppy and we just couldn't <laughs> believe that someone's name was What about was the Schloppies? Mar- and I was thinking of the Schloppies. I love it. Because Schloppy, Marnie Schloppy... <laughs> also, it makes you Google laugh and, see if that and that's all you it. want when you have anxiety. You Marnie just- Schloppy... Uh, because Marnie is the one that posed this question, we're calling and Marnie Schloppy Marnie is a, a realtor in uh, Colorado <laughs> or maybe Utah. I think it might have been Park City, Utah or uh, Colorado Vale. Um, Marnie Schloppy was the realtor. So we're calling um, when you feel anxiety and uh, you're about to send a text to someone. So the, the dots are coming up on a text. You, have to, you got an email from your boss that you're opening. Oh, I've got the Schloppies. I love it. Thank the you, Marnie. And I hope you are Marnie Schloppy, although you sound too young to be a woman that was selling. How do you spell Schloppy? It was like S-C-H-L-O-P-Y. Marnie Schloppy. How did that work so perfect? Because I don't know why. Schloppy. I've never even heard that word before. Well, it's it's, it's a last name. And I know know I've never heard it either. But isn't Marnie Schloppy such a funny name? And it sounds like what's it when you have like a bad car? It's like a. A jalopy, or yeah, jalopy, yeah, the Marnie Schloppies, what- <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you if you get nervous, we're gonna d- we use that now. Thank you, Marnie. I love that. I love coming up with that new words. Great. That was so. Sh- I have I have no sh- no, no sloppies here. Sloppy uh, Joe. And now here's another voice memo from uh, Sloppy John. Okay, yeah. Speaking of coming up with words, here's one from John. What? Hey Noah, Andrew, and Nikki, Whoa. or no jerky, as my friend and I call. Oh. Him. We're My God. both um, besties listening since you up. 
I just had a potential cur moment I wanted to run by you guys. I love I'm not even guys. sure if it is a cur. Sounds like a scientist. Not, but um, it happened to me twice on the same camping trip, and I'm curious. <laughs> so, you know when you're talking about some maybe weird or obscure topic, and a third person walks in, and then they're like, oh, this is a weird moment for me to walk into this conversation. Oh, whatever. so cur. Something along those lines, some variation of that. Yes. And then everyone gives a laugh, and it's like... Everyone just has to kind of like sit in that moment <laughs> oh, for a while. God, John. I don't know. It's happened to me like 7,000 times. And you get the sloppies. I just feel like as a society, we can. Yeah, fuck those people. Stop it. Yes, John. Yes. I love First of all, yeah. John Nodruki is so funny. Noah, Andrew, <laughs> Nikki at the end. Nodruki is so good. <laughs> Thank Nodrukis. you so much, John. Uh. I, um, he hit a point that I don't know why that hit me so hard because because oh how many times do you have listeners. like a weird conversation and it's the best conversation. No one wants to talk about boring shit and then a boring person this comes up. This happens to me constantly. Oh. Awkward when someone goes awkward. Awkward. Okay, you know what? Just everyone, <laughs> let's get on the same page that we like to talk about real shit. Real conversations are so much more interesting than talking about vapid, shallow stuff, about the weather, about just like what you're going to wear to a thing. Like I, that, those conversations can still happen. But if someone's in the middle of a, revealing something about themselves and it makes you uncomfortable, just shut up. Like just try to realize that that's you and that's not them. And, and honestly, these are just people that are just trying to handle a situation that makes them feel a little bit sloppy inside. You know? Yeah, I'm sure they're, they got some They're slops. walking into something where a guy's like, and then my, my mom was just like an alcoholic and they go, okay, oh. wow, should I not join? <laughs> um, Actually, no, you shouldn't because you just put us like a hiccup in here and now we have to like put a bookmark in the story and like address that you're uncomfortable and make you feel safe. Yeah. And then you got to start the story. It's, it's like, oh, do I have to start the story for you at the top? Do you? You well, know what I mean? I am such a oversharer and someone who has these conversations with legit people I meet in the elevator oh. where I reveal too much. And, you know, there's something about oversharing that I'm trying to pull back. And I've been actually really good about keeping some things in my life private that I'm dying to share with someone. <laughs> there's something going on right now with me that I haven't told literally a single soul in my life that I have to very soon just for safety precautions. So I'm going to bring Andrew into it or maybe Noah, maybe both of you. How about the Drukies? Yeah, I'll bring or you both in. No, but Drew. I, I'll bring in my fans when I'm ready to talk about it. It's nothing. I'm not I'm dying. Sorry if it's bad. But we're all dying. No, no, it's good. But it's oh. just like something that I. Uh, there's there's things that I learned. Like I need to keep this private because I'm a 37 year old woman and not everything. And I would keep it private. I listen. I'm not saying it on the radio show because I'm not saying it to anyone. You yeah. know. But I I have this happen to me all the time where I I am talking about something that's. Like people sometimes tell me about their incest or that they were molested within minutes of meeting me and I haven't asked them about it. I, I just make people feel comfortable enough that they know I'm not going to judge them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is that I do. And sometimes I make people feel very uncomfortable. This doesn't happen all the time, but I will say that people oftentimes reveal things to me and they'll say, I don't know why I just told you that. I yeah. just met you. You have that happen to you too, right? Yeah, ever since I was young. I don't know what it is. I, I because you're not judgmental. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, if you project an air of like, no matter what you tell me, I will accept you and I will not be cruel to you about it, which I have not created that air with you because you have to walk on eggshells with me because sometimes I will take I will take something you say and like not handle it that way. But if you were just a stranger... I do accept you for you, but I'm not good about it all the time with you. And I know that, but I think for other 
for it's weird that I can't have that same thing with my best friend, mm-hmm. like where I don't have all this judgment. But with strangers, I just because I feel like we're so connected. That I just the think judgment, it's your fault that you were molested. I'm just kidding. No, but like the judgment of me is the judgment on you. Know how you're hard on yourself. You're very hard on yourself. Yeah. So I think you're hard on me because I'm almost like part of you in a way because we're so connected. Do Does feel that make though? sense? Uh, yeah, I mean, like every time that I say anything mean to you or make you feel less than, it is a hundred percent, no exception, always about me. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, right? So it's not even about me. So it's almost, I've kind of learned that where it's like. But do you think I've gotten better about it because I have l- accepted myself more, and so by that, I think uh, that it probably I've accepted you more. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I mean definitely. The I wouldn't pistachio be here. incident, the um, Celsius drinks up. Ep- incident i was able to get on top of that within 20 minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to a day but it's i would like to get ahead of it so like it doesn't even happen early in the morning i'm or like i'm just like i don't i don't even like the other day with <laughs> i don't want to bring it up it's so stupid i mean you have to now oh it's so dumb i'll know exactly what you're talking about what as soon as it? you say the first word um, um i'm guessing it was but oof. you caught yourself so uh, i don't oh, care when, i didn't okay, care when was it tell me i want the dryer what? You go, and I think it's like, I think your dad did this to you or something. Like, because you're not, you're very easygoing I about honestly, 95% thing, of them. I, I think from the top to the bottom, I handle that well. I go, hey, Andrew, just so you know, because I, ch- I put my clothes in the dryer, Noah, okay? And I always clean out the thing. Do you always do it? Before I put mine in, right? So this is where we got caught up. So <laughs> when I take my dryer clothes out, I don't clean the dryer lint sheet. Right. But when I put dryer clothes in, I clean it out. So I see it and it is really, really, it's like a huge sheet, very thick. And I thought Andrew had done two loads, at least two loads of laundry the day before. He had only done one. Okay. That's important to know. (laughs) So I I go, Hey, Andrew, just so you know. And you've done multiple at this point. No, I was before that. Yeah. But I always clean it out before I put it in the dryer. It's just like a, as a habit, you know, because I know that when you don't clean it out, your clothes don't dry as well. So I just was trying to tell you, like, when you're doing two loads, you definitely want to clean out the first one before you put in the second one. So, but I, I wasn't mad that I was cleaning it out and it wasn't cleaned out yet because I don't clean mine out when I get my stuff out. So, but I was just saying it was so big that I thought you had done multiple loads with it building up. And that's why I was letting you know, like, in between, you got to clean it. Yes. And then, and then I, and then he goes, oh yeah. He said something about doing one load. I go, oh, that was from one load. Never mind then because that you were fine to leave it. But it was, it's been brought up in the past. There's just like, it's just interesting to me because there's only like a couple things that you ever like recycling and the dryer load. Like you don't really pick apart things. I just want your clothes to be dry faster. And it's just a thing (laughs) that you didn't know because you never did your laundry. I know. But for me, I get. And I, and I really do like, I, I try to like, like breathe because like for me, I get like upset sometimes because I go, well, she left her clothes in the dryer and washer when she left for a week and like yeah. multiple times. But you can and call me I, out on that. I know. Instead and I, of just but no, but I'm mad using at, it against I know, me later. I know. I'm mad at myself for not calling out certain yeah. things that might irritate me be, yeah. and then get irritated when you call me on things then, that aren't even that big. I shouldn't even get offended by these things either. No. And I was so just I'm saying not, it because I literally, to, yeah. cause I thought you didn't know about th- the dryer sheet thing because <laughs> it took me a while. Yeah, to I don't really too. know. I don't really know about it either. You I didn't really, know about, um, 
like make how to make coffee and how many how much water goes in with a scoop like you literally yeah no there no are clue. things yeah. and there are things that are just like you haven't done them before and so because my mom you know. never called me out for these things when me I was neither. growing up I'm learning them too and but I think did your that, dad call you I feel like your dad must no. have called you out for things no no not for that for turning off lights okay for uh, taking long showers. Uh, for using too much water, for wasting energy. So he called you out on things. Like my my dad. Oh yeah. My dad ignored everything oh. to the point where like I would never know, you know, because my dad was dirty. Unless my that's why he married my stepmom. Because like my dad was a mess. Mm-hmm. He had you know one pizza box in the fridge, one half a diet coke. Like, he's th- you. He's me in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. And so he never pointed out like, hey, take the garbage out. Hey, did so then so I. So you're think, learning these things. I'm learning like at 41 years old. I get it. I'm so when I hear it, it from you. As, 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 you know, as a friend, as a contemporary, I think I just like, oh, why someone told me what to, you know, you yeah. get that kind of ego I get that. and it has nothing. And I, and I swear like, but I can be so messy and leave dishes in the sink and like stuff out. And like, sometimes I look in the living room and I'm like, it's so messy. And I go, literally everything out here is a thing of mine. <laughs> nothing from Andrew's room is out and about. I just leave shit everywhere. And I'm like, I wonder if this annoys Andrew and I, hope that he would say something if it did it would not offend me if you were like hey do you mind putting your stuff yeah. away in your room like yeah. it w- honestly it would, it would hurt for a second because I'd be embarrassed that I'm messy but then I would go you're right so there's sometimes I catch it and I go I'm sure he was annoyed at this and didn't say anything and I just want to give you I truly am saying this I want to give you license to call out little things that are like hey that bowl's been sitting there for a while I don't feel like cleaning out can you do that like that would not bother me but for me in the long run. but for me and I think a lot of pride couples deal with it when they live together or just roommates i mm-hmm. guess but it's like when do you call out someone even when it if, starts to when it bugs you the first time it, the first time the first time interesting the first time. i would think maybe like the 10th time no because by then it is then it will build a, up too much interesting yeah. and or or guess what the ninth time because you're waiting for the 10th <laughs> yeah i come out and i say andrew this thing i complain about a thing that oh, i didn't realize the first that, time yeah and then the nine times <laughs> are so much more than this one thing that nikki called up for the first time i did it but she's done it nine times and i wasn't going to say something until the 10th yeah and then it explodes so true it's so hard in the moment to do and we're getting better at it every day but oh yeah I think that's, and, and uh, it's yes. always good to have these conversations um especially at the end of the week what a strong end it's been a great week we're stronger than ever noah thank you so much for this week of shows besties i I am so in love with you and the the messages we got and the fact that you listen to our show. You're the fucking best, dude. And then like, I am very grateful for you. I cannot wait to see you in Cancun if you can afford it. (laughs) Also, my tour dates, I added Waterloo, New York, another show in San Antonio. Um, uh, I think, oh, what, what were the other dates? Uh, uh, Napa, Napa. And then there's one other one that I'm excited San about. Diego. San Diego. Yes, San yeah. Diego. So I all kn- the tour dates are up at NikkiGlazer.com slash tour. Uh, it is going to be so much fun. I'm going to do so many weird things. You're going to walk away from the show being like, what did I just see? Uh, like in a good way. And it's going to be catered to you, besties, because I, I love you most of all. Thank you for being my fan. And um, uh, spread the word about F-Boy Island. Get excited about it. And uh yeah, we're this weekend we're gonna watch more friends. We're gonna watch more morning show. We're going to uh watch more Bachelorette on Monday, and I hope you'll be there with us for all of it. Yeah, I, I, you guys are awesome. I really I appreciate you guys. And listen to puddles even. That's amazing. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you don't feel sloppy this weekend. All the swells. The sloppies. And yeah, don't get the sloppies, all the swells. Uh Ke- signing off. Yeah, cool. Signing off, it's Ke- no Drew Key. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get. Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events, chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.